3: goldilocks productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock awaken and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners
1: welcome ladies and gentlemen
3: enjoy this goldilocks productions presentation of the joyful findings show
1: with your host melissa parks
0: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Joyful Finding Show. So glad you guys could join me today. I have my special guest with me today. As you can see, he's hiding in the background a little bit. Uh, Nathaniel's going to be joining us today and bringing forth a lot of information from the planets and the stars and all that fun stuff because he's my astrology friend and he's going to be doing rolling some dice for you guys later. So if you guys have any questions or comments, Um, It'll be the roll of the dice today. So just drop your name in the comment box. And as everything's starting to shift and change here, I'm so glad you guys could be a part of this. I'm so glad Nathaniel could be a part of this today because the energy is starting to really propel us forward and very quickly. And sometimes we need just a quick answer or a quick answer to our questions to help us move forward. So let's bring forward my friend, Nathaniel. Everyone, welcome Nathaniel Glosson, Um, my wonderful friend. Everybody, welcome Nathaniel. Nathaniel, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Hey, hey. So uh, astrology is definitely one of the languages that I enjoy when I'm looking at symbolism and the stuff that's going on around us. And so I have kind of decided to fly my kite in the metaphysical world in that way. So I really enjoy the signs, the planets, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm not sure, I'm sure all your audience is, you know, some way familiar with some of that stuff. And then we all have different levels of understanding, whether you just know your sun sign or if you've had a full chart done. Um, but there are so many archetypes that we get experiences from the planets through those energies. And so it's awesome to look at what they're doing at any given time and how that matches up with what we're seeing or experiencing in our own life and in the world at large. So, so that's a, that's what, a little bit about me. Um, I live here in Sarasota, Florida, and I have been, been enjoying kind of uh, taking the show on the road um, via RV for this second half of the year. And it has been quite a, quite an unusual and awesome year. I'm sure everybody has noticed some stuff. Um, and it's been, for astrologers, it's been one that we've had our eye on for a long time. Um, I originally started looking at 2020 back in 2017 um, And I was keeping my eye on the possibilities and it has definitely um, been wide awake.
0: <laughs> that it has, that it has. And everyone's like on the same kind of roller coaster, not roller coaster, depending on how it plays out for you and your planets, maybe.
3: Yeah. So one thing. Um, first thing I like to tell people is whatever sign you think you are, you're actually all 12 of those signs in some way. And so when we look at how all of that, that the whole wheel makes a complete whole, how that is in your life. Um, but then the planets didn't stop moving when you were born. They're always there's They were somewhere when you were born, but then the, uh, the transits or the, the planets kind of moving through the wheel currently, I call like the weather. And so those connections that they're making in, in live time, show us a lot of themes and archetypes that are happening for the collective. They're the weather that's kind of getting experienced and expressed. And then how that lines up with our natal planets um, is kind of a factor of how we assimilate or digest those experiences and what they bring to the table for us. So, you know, while 2020 has got a big signature in the weather for everybody, um, it's going to be something that affects each person individually in a unique zone and way of their life, according to what it's contacting. Um, so that's kind of how I think about the, um, how the astrology is relevant in different ways to each individual. Um, a lot of things that we can, we can look at with it today. If you'd like, I I can definitely look at, um, today's weather and give an idea of what the energies are currently doing. Um, and then there is kind of a a big long-term weather pattern, if you will, that we could take a look at. And like you already offered, anybody that would like to, you know, hey, I've got a question or a situation that I could use a quick like zap of electric intuitive insight. I've got planetary dice with the planets, the signs and the houses. And we put that together to mash up the archetypes into a, a theme um, that I'll express and translate for for anyone that needs. So that's <laughs> Yeah, we'll to... definitely
0: we'll definitely be rolling the dice and getting some questions answered for people because the dice sometimes know better than we do, right? <laughs> um, there's no control there; it's whatever rolls over for you. But yeah, run us through what's going on with the with the energies of the planets for today and in All our right. your future forecast.
3: So, and one thing I had offered to do, if I can share my screen real quick, absolutely, I will, go ahead. Um, I will show people what i do let's see my entire screen application
0: nice as we learn how to share the screen i hope you guys are all doing well out there i see a bunch of people i'll say hello to complicated by design jules barbara kiki let's see who else we got out here we got a bunch of um we got ruth hi ruth how are you guys doing Messages will come a little bit later, but you guys, if you guys are interested in getting a little mini reading, drop your name in the, in the little comment boxes, say hi to us and all that fun stuff. There's lots of things that are shifting all and right, changing so for us right now. All right. Woo-hoo, there we are.
3: Hey, can y'all see my screen?
0: I can see your screen.
3: Awesome. So the astro.com is just a great free website to do. And I'm just showing y'all real quick where it is for anyone that would like to find it. Um, Astro.com over here on this top tab row, they have a little thing next to my astro. And you can create a free profile for an account if you want to start tracking your stars. But if you click on these little symbols next to it, um, it shows you where all the planets are at any given time. So you can always find out where's the sun today or the moon or whatnot. Um, And then at the bottom, it has a link that says chart of the moment. So when you click on that, it gives you a copy of the table that if somebody was born right now, what would their natal chart look like? So this gives everyone an idea of when you go to an astrologer and you give them your birthday and the um, place you were born and the time you were born. This is what they draw up. And it gives us an idea of where all those archetypal energies are at any given time. So this is the stellar signature for today. Um, And I'll be looking at that to kind of give you all an idea of what the uh, weather pattern is that we've got going on right now. So we are just entering fall. So this is Libra season. So the sun is in Libra um, and there is an opposition to an asteroid called Chiron happening. And Chiron is related to the wounded healer. Um, And in life, it represents this area where we, you know, we feel the pain of some kind of wound. Um, We also get these healing experiences. And sometimes when the shadow is active, we cause pain. We're that which wounds. So these wounded themes and energies are in Aries opposition to the sun. Um, So this can be a time where we're working through some kind of personal healing and some kind of wound in either our identity or in relationship to someone else. And we're kind of balancing our sense of identity and who we are and how that interfaces and engages with other people in relationship. Um, The moon today, the moon I call the second hand on the watch because it is the fastest thing in the sky, um, and it is in Sagittarius at the end right now. So the kind of tone for today might kind of be optimistic, seeking inspiration, um, exploring um, other cultures, philosophy, all of that kind of stuff, but there's there's a little bit of an optimistic kind of explorative quality just in the air. Um, Mercury right now, Mercury is all about our communication and our thinking, and Mercury is in an opposition to the planet Mars. Um, and so when we've got an opposition, we've got two energies that are seemingly from you know different places, but they're kind of balancing one another. So we're looking to integrate those two differences. Um, but some of the dramas that we can see when we have Mercury and Mars engaged in this way can be some arguments um, or some differences of opinions that can get heated with other people. So we've got with Mars and Aries, we've got this really strong sense of self-desire right now. Everybody wants to do what they want to do to be free, to take action. All of this Aries energy with Mars spending so much time in that sign, it's like we want to just, you know, shoot forward. Um, and then so Mercury you know, the, the this side and that side, the devil's advocate, the polarity, the duality in the sign of Libra is showing that we might find other people coming forward in our partnerships now that are saying things that are like, yeah, but. And so they're presenting whatever's on the opposite side of the scales in accord with whatever we want to do. And so to the degree that we just want to do it, um, we might kind of steamroll over that or kind of be angry or forceful about it. Um, but then we want to kind of think about how we can move forward in a way that does take that moderate middle path of moderation. So there's a dance that's going on where other people are going to, like, challenge in a way what we want by showing the other side. And it's all about how we integrate those those two seemingly opposite perspectives and find that path forward, um, which is playing into some other factors since both of those planets and that that kind of energy now – is squared up with what I call the Capricorn cluster. This whole 2020 stuff has been a big deal about Saturn and Pluto uh, meeting where they did um, and then all the other parade of planets and stuff that's hit that point too. But it's still lingering with that cluster of Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn at the end of Capricorn um, squaring up with the Mercury right now and the Mars long term. So we can talk about um, kind of that long term heaviness and how to deal with that in a second. Um, Venus right now is in, a, is in an awesome kind of position. Um, Venus is currently making a, uh, a configuration called a yod, which is the fingerprint of God. Um, and so it is in an in conjunct to Neptune and an in to Jupiter, but those two planets are kind of like a base or a foundation in sextile that are both pointing at Venus. Um, in and of itself, if a planet's in conjunct, it's kind of like needed an adjustment. But when two planets are pointing up with an apex like that, that planet, which is Venus, um, is expressing kind of this culmination point. Um, And so Jupiter and, and Pisces, Jupiter and Capricorn, favorable with Neptune and Pisces, is creating a base, a foundation of good morals and how we handle our ambitions and our goals that's kind of a symbolic thing for the jupiter and capricorn and then that compassionate kind of selfless unconditional love regard that's also tied in with spirituality of neptune and pisces so with that baseline right now those are pointing towards our values venus our relationships and things that we find attractive and pleasant which is in Leo right now. And that kind of thing, we're drawing in that which enlivens us. That's which makes us brighter. That's playful. It's entertaining. It's that sense of vivaciousness that we equate with the sun. All of those are Leonian qualities. And so Venus in that sign right now is we value that. We value the play, the fun, the the sense of wholeness and authenticity on its own. That sense with Neptune, it's kind of like, well, how do you how do you make it all about yourself and be selfless? And that little aspect just with Jupiter is, well, how do you make it all about yourself and take on all of these heavy responsibilities? Well, right now we're getting this wave where with a foundation of integrity and lawfulness and morality and ambition that's just in accordance with the um, compassion for those less fortunate, the spiritual questing, with that foundation, it's giving us a light to what really is Vivacious for us in a way that also enlivens others. So we're learning to value play and fun in a way that makes it fun and playful for others to engage and dance and circulate around the solar system with us. Um, so Venus is Venus is having some fun right now. Plus, she is trying Mars and trine the moon. So this is a we have a grand trine in the sky right right now with Venus, Moon and Mars. Uh moon and sag, Venus and Leo, Mars and Aries, Fire Trine. It's great right now, like relationship energy. There's some kind of like my values, my my taste are vibing with, you know, personal desires and other people's stuff and what emotionally feels good. Because that second hand of the clock in the moon and sag is saying we want some adventure, we want some play, we want some that those inspirational qualities before we get into that hard work where, okay, we're gonna meet those goals as it starts to enter into Capricorn. Um, so that is a, that's a little bit of where the, the fast planets are in the mix. Um, as we start to talk about Mars, that's the big thing on the, on the chopping block right now. Mars is retrograde, if you haven't heard, um, and it will stay that way till about November. Mars is also square um, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. And it has been for a bit, and it's going to continue to be for the rest of this year. So because Mars stopped where it did in that square, and it's retrograding, which is moving slowly backward, it's holding this tense position with those planets for a really long time. And that's why this whole second half of the year, really, since around August, all the archetypes related to Mars and the retrograde and Mars Square, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter are active in the collective. It's the weather pattern. It's like there's an energetic hurricane outside. You can still go out and see the sun and all these things, but um, it's a pretty heavy weather pattern um, that matches kind of the beginning of the year's um, other side. But there is a silver lining. I always like to find the unicorn hiding in the manure, Um, and there is definitely a way to deal with it that is in everybody's best interest. But let's talk about what some of the symptoms of this configuration is right now because um, it's a it's a little blocked, it's a little constipated, um, it's a little angry, it's a little volatile. It's got all of these kind of qualities um, that are putting a lot of pressure on everybody. So as we already talked about, Mars and Aries, our desire nature, our take action, go forward thrusters, um, want to just do what we want to do. They want to do what's raw with our sense of energy, vitality. Just go forward without anything blocking the way. And if something's blocking the way barrel through it. Um, on its own, when we think about, you know, any astrologers or astrology enthusiasts out there, when you look at things like Mars square Saturn or Mars square Pluto, those are some big, heavy things on their own. They're both happening simultaneously and we're adding in square Jupiter. Square Jupiter is the the, the best of those three combinations. What that does is that kind of gives us a lot of oomph. So it takes that desire nature we have, and it's challenged by abundance. It's challenged by growth. It's challenged by exploration. So we have this buildup of energy that we want to build all these big things with. We have all this ambition. We have all these goals and all these things we want to undertake and create and build. So it's compounding and exaggerating by squaring Jupiter. By squaring Saturn, it's getting blocked. Mars square Saturn is putting obstacles, impediments. It's disciplining the way that we take action and move forward. And so Mars square Saturn can feel like this time where like, like I'm pushing and pushing and pushing and nothing's getting done or nothing's getting through. So it's got um, connotations of frustration and that frustration can build up unconsciously to things like agitation and combativeness and cruelty and all of those types of things. Um, Mars square Pluto um, is an aspect that I talk about a lot when if, when I see Mars square Pluto, conjunct Pluto, opposite Pluto um, in a natal chart. It's, it's fairly common that abuse has been some part of the story. Um, and I've, I've looked at it as far as that aspect, that energy is around when somebody's boundaries are getting um, severely um, gone over. You know, someone's getting severely overridden by someone else. Um, And so there's a quality that is someone that can be abused, has been abusive, but in its best, it is is rallying to empower those who have been disempowered. But some of the symptoms that we see collectively can be situations where other people's control, other people's manipulations. There is a there's like entanglements that are putting us at ends with other people and power, people holding power over other people, people abusing their positions of power. So all of these power games and shadow issues with Pluto, we have the unconscious, we have obsessive compulsive shadow things that are getting purged. There's a, there's a silver lining there, but it's an intense purgative kind of like boiling water type of energy that's happening right now for the rest of the year. Um, and so when you put all of those together, everybody's kind of at a boiling point. And if you've noticed that people seem more pugnacious than normal or that you seem like you're, you've are you had a sh- a shorter fuse and you've been not willing to take, you know, take so much and all this, there's a lot of shadow boxing going on. And people are trying to assort, assert their authority um, sometimes over other people or, you know, against these other people. And it's very easy to polarize right now. Um, and, and, and what's going on with Pluto, you know, we talk about these symptoms and fighting, but you can't talk about this without looking at a spiritual component. Um, and then all of these, these, these energies that are related to the shadow, whatever traumas and wounds we have that are not healed and digested are kind of bubbling up right now. Collectively, anything that hasn't been done with that's related to the shadow that's been unconsciously self-destructive, running on obsessive compulsive repeat is bubbling up. And it's ugly and it's scary. And it's got all of these things that's getting everyone in touch with their shadows. So whatever your, you know, your personal wounds in the past, your childhood trauma, your fears, your insecurities, everyone's expressing it. And some people that maybe don't look within and whatnot, the more we don't go within, the more that we try to fight it off out there, kill the beast, you know, destroy the monster. So we externalize this this thing and the the shadow and are attacking something out there. And there is plenty to battle right now out there. Um, But everybody, the the, the real juice of this battle to be a spiritual warrior is kind of knowing when to take action, what to engage and what not to engage. Um, And it's it's really about the drama. There's an addictive quality to the unconscious drama that keeps us entangled in other people's motives, other people's manipulations. And, And sometimes we don't even realize we're in it, you know, other people's story. So it's really... A time that's best served for incubating our desire, Mars retrograde, not taking action externally, take action internally. Incubate and burn through our desire of what we want to do and make it about what we want to do with ourselves, not, not how we want to, um, how we're gonna navigate that out there or how we're gonna, um, you know, surmount the obstacle. There's, there's a lot of things to fight or to try to break through right now. But it's like beating on a wall that won't go down externally until we digest whatever's coming up on the inside that's our shadow. Um, and so that's that's a big weather pattern that we're all experiencing right now with with the Mars retrograde square, that cluster. So felt like I've been like a, on a rant for a minute. Does anybody have any questions or Uh, I'm
0: going to jump in there and say that you just validated everything that I've been saying to people just using different words. So that just shows that we're all on the same page about everything that's going on right now. And, you know, it's just like you gave a lot of information, a lot of information. You're always so full of so much information, which is very helpful because you know especially when you started talking about the aries you know because i'm an aries and then you know i'm extra motivated when we're in any kind of aries thing going on or mars or whatever just you know zaps me full of more energy than i ever thought i had so it's all interesting how these all play together and how it's playing out on an earth on earth as well right because yeah. this is a spiritual war that we're playing out on earth and it's right it's about going inside you need to bust out of here to be able to bust through those walls that are going on out there, yes. because if you don't have it here, you can't do it out here.
3: Yes, there's there's no way to uh, there's no way to cheat um, your level of consciousness. There's no way to cheat when it comes to your vibration. Wh- where you are is where you are. Um, so there's a lot of energies that will try to manipulate how somebody perceives that things are. Um, and so there's all of these posturings about like, what can we keep concealed in the dark? How much can we? And and this is a time frame where all that dark, you know, there's so much light coming in now. There's no more room for dark. It's not it's going out of fashion. It's going out of style. It's expiring. Um, and so all the, I mean, it's it's getting eliminated and transformed. But we're seeing really what this time signature is with with the, what Mars is doing now. It's purging by bringing all of these um this unconscious clutter that we've karmically accumulated over a long time it's bringing it up and out um and it's but it's clinging there's a stuckness to it where it's like not wanting to go um and so we're in that stage kind of for the rest of this year where it's it's trying to create chaos or uh, drama or whatever can can keep us believing that we have to hide to keep things a dark. We don't want to see, don't want to know. All of those kind of energies um, are are nagging, and it can come through other people that are trying to like, no, you shouldn't do that, or you should be afraid of this. And and collectively, we have got like, what's happening at this time? You have, I mean, all of this virus stuff that has fear, all of the protest stuff that has anger all of the um the fires and stuff i mean all of these energies are if if you know if you're not in touch with whatever your fears or insecurities when it gets down to survivalism when it gets down to whatever things are pushing everybody's buttons so that we can you know see the boogeyman and burst through the other side um and so this is like a last rally of um things that are distractive things that are hidden, manipulative, corrupt, like corrupt. I mean, the whole beginning of this year, Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn is, is, is ending uh, um, corruption of leadership in a sense. So, I mean, it's a, but it's it's exposing it too. And it's how we're leading. How are we leading our own life? Um, And it's, You can't point but so many fingers at them, 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 them without, we all share something. So we have to find what files in our system need to be defragmented and, you know, corrupted files that we replace, you know, whether it's self-defeating, you know, thought patterns, ways that we self-sabotage, that we keep ourselves afraid, or we're all of these things. We're clearing all of these emotional patterns that have been held on to, they've been clung to, and they're kind of clearing. It's like rebooting the memory. Um, The silver lining, because, you know, this is some hard, heavy energy. And when I was coming on your show, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's called Joyful Findings. Like, what do I do with all of this like hard, heavy, dark, you know, weather? Um, But there is a silver lining, too, in that we have a really big rainbow at the end of this year on December 21st, which happens to be the winter solstice. But that's kind of just a synchronization with the fact that um, Jupiter and Saturn will be meeting at that time at the very beginning of Aquarius. Um, And why is that a big deal? That's a big deal because those two planets represent our social tone. And when two planets are conjunct, it's kind of like a new moon. It's a conception. When they're opposite, it's more of like a culmination um, but so it's a new social tone that will take us the next 20 years. And so anytime we have the principle of growth and expansion and then discipline and contraption join, it's kind of like a seed for what kind of that goes forward. Well, yeah, Aquarius is great and all, but what makes it special is that those two planets have only met in Earth signs for our entire life. So like, you know, astrology enthusiasts check this out and go and like, this is like awesome. They've only met in Earth signs for our entire life, except once back in the 80s when they met in Libra and that was a mutation because the way that this grand cycle works is that those two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, meet in the same element every time for a long time, like over 200 years. It's a long cycle. So they've met in Earth signs our entire life. And then they mutate when they were in Libra back in the 80s. And then they go back and do their regular dance. And they were back in Taurus, I think, and in Earth again. Well, they are meeting at the end of this year, at the beginning of Aquarius, at zero degrees, and they will only meet in air signs for the rest of our life, unless we have some kind of regenerative technology that keeps us in these bodies for a lot longer. Um, it, it, you know, it's 200 or so years before it will mutate and then you dip into the water. Well, that's like a big, big time thing. So the longer that time things, big, big weather patterns have the most kind of collective sway. What does that mean? That means that we have existed in um, a material earth. We've been in an earth paradigm for many, many generations. That is materialism. That is the age of industry. It's mechanical. It's how do we scientifically understand, know, and manipulate the 3D world of matter. And we have collectively, consciously taken that journey as far down into the depths of being one with matter that we identify with it. We've gotten lost down here because we identify with matter. And we thought, you know, it only matters what you can do with all of these objects that we put into motion to mechanically make things happen. We've gotten great at the mechanic, the mechanical nature of technique. We have the tech the physical technology. Well, air is going to burst us into the sky. This next grand cycle is all about how consciousness and humanity is I mean we talk about the age of Aquarius. This, you know, this meeting at the beginning of Aquarius is kind of symbolic of what I would say is the most aquarian golden time we're collectively ushering into. Um, but just the air—it's—they're always going to meet in Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. The air quality is freedom. It's circulation, like breath. Like how funny this year, as everything is like crunching and evil is like, ah, you know, whatever. That that the themes of like a virus where you can't breathe, cover up, you know, that this virus, you know, no breath. And then the the protest where I can't breathe is the is the energy that's you know coming through our ears. So the breath—it's like it's. Stifled. and we've done it to ourselves in some weird quasi spiritual way we we've agreed to so much enslavement and we've we've shackled ourselves to matter to physicality where we're serving it rather than it serving us so we've got to we got to flip how we're working this matter because it's become self-destructive it's gotten gridlocked it's too rigid and it's breaking down and there's lots of places we can point the fault lines but the faulty foundation that lacks integrity is crumbling And so, and something new is being reborn. Air paradigm brings us new technology and new energy. The air is electric with Aquarius. It is time for new technology, new energy sources, circulation, equality. It's just, it's also flight. Like, I don't know. I mean, like the technology I'm expecting in the next like bit involves teleportation, telepathy, um, all of these things, but it's we're going to have a round of like um, new energy and stuff. And we're going to have to temper the next big challenge facing humanity is going to be around AI and how is technology serving us or is it keeping us from our, our biological abilities, et cetera. But, but we're ready to be free with this air paradigm. And it's, it's very much the, um, the brotherhood, sisterhood, the, the, you know, the equality holding hands of humanity that comes in um, and the, the idea of taking flight. I mean, I'm 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 hoping for ET contact and um, and just more revelation, space travel. All of those kind of things feel like um, we will see them hatch out.
2: We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU. And we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them. And we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. Family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance, easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal.
3: As this kind of like earthy egg of materiality we've gotten stuck in, like it's cracking open. Um, and we've got Yay. a lot of stuff to get excited for.
0: That's awesome. You lit me up, which means I got goosebumps several times while you've just been talking in this last little section about what we have to look forward to, right? And all those breakthroughs. And how you didn't know how you'd get into the joyful findings. You're right there right now, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spirit will lead the way, no worries. Um, Because this is what I've been telling everybody. And the part about, you know... Um, where you said we'd live another 100 years or 150 years. Well, I I had a palmist read my hand one day, and he told me I'd live to 150 to 200 years old. And I go, well, dude, I'm almost 50 now. So that means I'm going to live to another 100 or 150 years old. So I do believe that's true because I want to be able to stay on this earth to see all the things that need change, that I'm here to help with those changes now. And just like everybody that's in my little chat list right now and that listens to us later they're all in the same boat we're all in the same boat here down here to make those connections to make these new changes right because and it's funny because i drew the tesla coil last week on my show you know what i mean i didn't mean to but it just happened so about the new energies are coming and the space travel all i believe so wholeheartedly in that it's just like whoo! i'm ready bring it on i keep saying that every day i'm like i'm ready I'm ready. I've been saying that for years now, you know, but I know it has to all happen in divine time. But you just helped lay out a little bit more of that timeline. So that's helpful. Thank you. Napoleon. That's
3: awesome. Yeah. The um, I we all are down. The reason we've got such a populated planet in 3D clay mode right now in these little bodies is because we are here to watch the this experiment of consciousness is really about self-realization self-awareness like this consciousness graduating like basically saturn saturn either breaks things down that don't have integrity or it graduates up a notch up the mountain so so there's a graduation and you either pass or fail saturn's test um and then don't worry if you fail you get to do it over again but you know but this if there's also a graduation party that's about to happen um and we all there's such a density of mass of consciousness of people on the planet for various reasons but the reason the party's so big is that we all want to see this this uh, you know this actualization of spirit enlivenment this kind of this next step and like taking all of these spiritual non physical you know we think about spiritual non physical and embodying them into the, the vessel of physicality so it's really a marriage of the two. All of the religious doctrines and such that we have that create the fear and the fire and brimstone and all that divorce spirit from matter where the flesh is evil and bad. All of that sets up a root polarity that we see acted out through, you know, gender wars or all the schisms, the political affiliation. So all the schisms where there's two sides butting heads, which astrologically, like I really think like opposition. Sometimes those planets will butt heads until they learn that, hey, we're actually married. Um, And so it's it's this journey of seeing, you know, the, the, the language is like the kingdom of heaven on earth. And we are what create it. We are all conscious creators. We have these these ideas, these imaginings. Everything starts in this mental plane of inside. It starts inside. And then we take action. We externalize. We create a tool. We technique. We we gather resources and we create things. And so we're all down here creating and we're all turning online. What's happening now with all the light happening? Like 2012, things got as dark as they could get in a big way, 2012. And now the light has started. It's gotten it was as dark as it could get. Now it's starting to get a little bit lighter. And here in 2020, it was like, you know, a power surge where like a, like a quick burp that like flushes out a lot of stuck and it accelerates very quickly after that. But we're, we're getting into this, this, this zone, if you will, this time period of time and space where there's more and more and more light and, and, and darkness just can't keep everything in boxes. Darkness wants to keep putting another veil, putting another shield, putting another buffer to keep things hidden and it just can't do that. Everybody's got too much awareness. Information is free. Freedom is what reigns. Freedom and truth is what has power. Um, everything else has been how to manipulate it to serve some self-interest and that's out of style. It's out yeah. of fashion now. Um, and I have joked if, if anyone out there is familiar with some of the, the lore, if you will, that, you know, supposedly like, you know, it, the, 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 slave planet mentality that we're all down here and we've been suppressed into not understanding ourselves and not using our full, our full gifts and our full nature and all of that. And that we've been, you know, recycled and reincarnated here over and over again, and just gotten more and more lost and materialized and all of that. And then you know our e- so to the point that we put out a calling for freedom. so more and more ets have said, hey, I'll take one of those earthy body things and do the dance and get everybody to remember and get everybody online. So we've gotten all of these other our brothers and sisters and star that are that have created more, and then they got stuck. And then we have more stuckness here but the joke is on whatever wants to keep things stuck because all of these light workers getting ground grounded down here has created a huge anchor of light. We have anchored so much light to the planet now that it's like, it's ready to implode like a starburst supernova of consciousness where the, 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 the amount of light workers in consciousness is just, is just brightening. So So we are all working on this together and no matter how it polarizes where, you know, it's them against us and they've been trying to stop us and all like we're collectively, the jokes on us all, we're doing it to ourselves, and we're all coming out of it together. We're all waking up to like, Oh, what have I been like? It's all like we've been in a, a drunk stupor collectively for a long time. And, and this, the more that the light turns on, the faster we're all accelerating with our growth and evolution. And, And after, I kind of think after the end of this year, if you will, a lot of the the stuff that has been keeping us holding on to that materiality is gone so that, I mean, there's not going to be any friction about moving forward. Before we've done something now, we've had to contend with all of these grumbles and the inertia of what about this And, and, and this could go wrong or all of these negative thoughts and patterns that are going to stop perpetuating as much after the end of this year and while we may still like we'll generate that thought because we've done it so long we'll have to relearn our way out of it but we're not going to have as much energetic pressure to stay in that negative zone of stuff it's just just it's more of a accelerated growth and enlivenment and just things are turning online in a lot of ways
0: (laughs) Yay! And I love how you can validate everything that I say. I'm even just by the what you say. You know, it's about not listening to outside influences. What are you the creator of? Because you're the own creator, right? Don't listen to the outside influences anymore. They've already they've already sent us down some bad roads already, and it didn't resonate with us in the first place. So, what all that resonates inside of you is like, oh, that's my truth. That's my truth. It's like uh, helping really uncover a lot of that truth that we've had going on.
3: Yeah, so one it's point, a one point that comes up like living your truth and doing your desire. Here's where we're getting tested in this, this Mars square, everything energy right now is your desire, you wanting to take charge and do what you want. Right now, everybody's blocked. It's retrograde, it's square. Why is it blocked? Because we can't just barrel forward impulsively in this direction. We really need to spend some time thinking where are we pointing? this Mars thing? And why are we pointing it there? What are we trying to achieve? And we have to battle with any kind of shadows that are not us taking desire and action in our best and highest truths for our highest self. And everybody has to look at, are we doing things because somebody else told us to, and they have power over us? We're trying to control what someone else's do and have power over them. Um, and, and, and we're learning this ultimate lesson of the universe that everything we do has to be done with love. Do no harm is such a fundamental root of things that, you know, even when we when harm is caused accidentally or whatever, the universe finds a way to digest and assimilate that experience for a greater good. But it's holding everybody a lot more severely accountable now. The, the younger and the more naive we are, we can you know, make a lot more mistakes. But when we have the maturity of knowing, we, we take action in ways that we know are us and our freedom that doesn't impinge on anyone else's freedom. And so we're we're learning how to create our world without having to either rely at, on someone else's world or control someone else's world in order to do our world. Uh, those two directions we can stray into wanting to have power over or feeling powerless under. And those two dramas create all of these got to's and entanglements with, with those forces that keep us from doing what we can do when we're doing it in alignment with our best and highest self. When we're going forward through our true self of what we desire that is enlivening, what our true self wants enlivens us, it enlivens others. It's like turning on a sun bulb. When we do us, it turns us on. It turns other people on. It's, it's the right temperature. It's not too cold. It's not blinding and too hot. It's, it's enlivening like sun on a warm day. When we do that, the universe gives us green lights. Um, and the green lights are coming, but and, and personally, individually, anybody can have their green light anytime when their consciousness is in alignment. But collectively, the weather is saying a lot of people have got to go back and think about what their desires are, what they've been doing. And there's a lot of gears that have gotten gridlocked from compounded interest, compounded decisions that have gotten made that have locked things up as we sort through what have we been doing that hasn't been serving us and it hasn't been serving others. So all the ways that the collective has been working against itself is is coming to an end as this year. ends. so we're reorienting. What do we desire? How do we want to live, thrive and enliven? Um, And like I said, we've got that that great winter solstice to look forward to early on into next year. Mars is done with the retrograde and Mars is going to conjunct Uranus and uranus is the planet of lightning awakening liberation freedom all of that so it's like after this half a year where mars has been like i want to go forward and i want to go forward and, and had to like do all that dance after it's kind of gotten the direction thing fixed it's when it meets uranus it's like I'm going forward and it's an electric kind of like more freedom than you know what to do with. So we, we're reorienting how we want to be free, what we value, what we desire so that we can own it when it's in Taurus with um Uranus, we're going to own it and, and accumulate it and develop it. But we really need to be clear about how we're moving forward and who we are moving forward before then. Um, And we've got to, um, battle with whatever the authorities are, whatever the rules and the authorities we've been listening to and subject, what, uh, you know, the whole objectivity and subjectivity, what have we been subjective to and have we been subjecting ourselves to objects like money or, you know, all these kind of things are coming into play.
0: (laughs) It's fantastic. I'm excited. Let's do this. But I guess we got a little bit of time to wait. That's why I'm always like, hurry up and wait. We have to have patience, and it'll be <laughs> soon. Okay, it'll be patience. Have patience, and it'll be soon. Okay. So you want to tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Nathaniel?
3: Yes. Um. I can. Uh, I can share my screen one more time too. My no, uh, she'll website. Pop,
0: she'll pop it up. She'll okay.
3: My uh, website see, is There it led- goes. Right there. Oh, cool. Leadintogold.com. Um, so that's my main website, and that has you know links to my Instagram, my Facebook. I've got some YouTube videos out there. Um, I also am doing some live events online over the next few weeks. I'm working in Sarasota, Florida with um, Wild Ginger Apothecary and um, Spirit University and Elysian Field. So I'm, I'm trying to circulate and put myself out there for anybody that would like to find some insight. Um, and the best deal that I really have is through something called Patreon. Um, which is linked under um, the online offerings on my website. But patreon.com slash lead gold um, is a subscription I'm offering people that for 11, $11 a month, you get full access to my content that's only there and 30% off your one-on-one sessions with me. So my, my rate is on my website, but you get 30% off that as a Patreon subscriber Plus, I do a monthly forecast for each sign that we're in. I write one metaphysical um, article on an esoteric topic, um, and then I do a zodiac files um, kind of thing where I take a topic and I run it through all 12 signs to show how that archetype integrates with it. Um, plus, I do one online class, which I then record and you get the link to. I also do a live card reading for my subscribers once a month. And then we have an astro talk where you know it's just question and answer and anything people want to talk about. So I call that my best kept secret because that is one of the, the best ways to um, get plugged in with, with what I have to offer all the way. But I look forward to anybody out there that's interested in. Um, astrology, learning more about themselves, um, and kind of you know exploring the stellar signature of what's going on in their life, um, in a way that kind of provides more insight on it.
0: I love it. Thank you, and I love that you're doing the 11-11 and giving them thirty percent off too. That's awesome. That's way awesome. I really enjoy that. So uh, let's give a couple readings since we got about fifteen minutes left. We gave them sure. a lot of information. Now let's try to help them out a little bit. So you want to explain how you roll the dice and what that does and all yes. that stuff?
3: So I um I use a set of dice called Astro Dice where I've got, they have 12 sides. One of them is all the signs. One is the numbers one through 12 for our 12 houses. And then one of them is the planets and the nodes. Um, and so I will roll those three dice into a container and see what shows up. Those three kind of, it's like they write a sentence. I think about what area of your life, what things, what energies that is, i um, indicating, and depending on if someone just says, "Hey, what do you roll for me?" I will just say, I'll, "I'll express that energy that way." If someone says, "Relate it to this," or they have a question, um, I can interpret it in the context of that because I find when we do divination type of stuff like that, it's very um, responsive to intention. So, like when you what you put into it is kind of what you go in and and extract out of it. So that's kind of how I work with those, and um, depending on how um, how many we have, um, there's some cards I can put into play later too
0: all right cool if you want to want to shoot for one i'll just pick out a name yes let's give pick, me a name let's go for kiki kiki,
3: kiki all right mm-hmm.
0: all
3: right so kiki the energies that are coming through for you at this time are related to neptune pisces and the fifth house Um, So the fifth house is the Leo Department of Life, which is um, related to our fun, our creativity. It's also children and it's also romance and dating. So it's that zone of your life. Um, that it's then about with Libra, It's about finding kind of balance and beauty within. So, how are you finding the beauty and the balance within? What's fun for you, or how you're engaging with children, um, or also how the you know the dating scene? What are your ideals? If you're you know the looking for um, qualities that you value, interacting within. Um, some type of partnership or balancing type of situation Neptune is bringing in the tinge of spirituality and it's also kind of calling towards um, exploring the imagination so this is also an idea of kind of dreaming or exploring and kind of you know spirituality you know spirituality in the mix when it comes to your ideas of beauty and harmony relating to your sense of fun pleasure and enjoyment children and or your romance and dating scene.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. Um, Since we don't have a lot of time, I'm just going to let you give the messages today. They hear from me every week. So um, let's pick out Mimi.
3: Mimi. All right. Mimi, let's see what energies are coming forward. Mimi, you have gotten Uranus and Sagittarius in the seventh house. So the seventh house is about, it's the Libra part of our life. It's about your one-on-one relationships. It's about your partnerships. So these are people that you have one-on-one interface with. So in the partnerships in your life, that can be a romantic partner or whoever you've got that kind of one-on-one contract with. Um, it is indicating Sagittarius, which is about growing and exploring that quality. It's also philosophical or spiritual debates and truths with that. So it could be a time that you are partnering with spiritual people or you're you know, having those one-on-one discussions and all of that nature. Um, and then Uranus is the random card. Uranus is saying that these things might be happening spontaneously. All of a sudden, someone that is unusual, unconventional, unorthodox, um, that there's something exciting about exploring foreign cultures, foreign perspectives, foreign philosophies, beliefs, and ideas through one-on-one encounters with people that you have. And Those, again, can be romantic partners. Um, They could be foreigners with Sagittarius, uh, but it's just exploring exciting new awakening ideas and beliefs through your one-on-one partnerships.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. That'll be fun for her. Thanks, Nathaniel. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Let's do complicated by design.
3: Complicated by design. All right. So complicated by design, I have rolled for you Saturn in Taurus in the 11th house. Um, And so the 11th house is the zone of our life that's related to our friends And the groups and the organizations that we're a part of, as well as kind of our hopes and wishes for how we want to see um, society become and what we want to contribute. So it's kind of like our our hopes and dreams for contributing to society through our friendships and like minded groups and associations. So that that quality. With Taurus in that that area, um, it's talking about really owning and developing that, having a really firm sense of these are the groups that I support, these are the organizations that I want to develop and that I find value in sustaining. So it's that sustainability related to those groups and organizations that are like-minded as well as kind of owning and developing and standing rock steady on whatever it is that you want to develop and contribute for society. Saturn is saying with this combination that there could be something related to your career about that work or something that like you're willing to put in some hard work right now. It's working hard with discipline, um, the contract kind of contracting energy of buckling down um, and getting really serious about how you are developing and owning those friendships and those contributions that you're making that you want to see for humanity at large.
0: Woohoo! I can't say what, see what she comes up with next. That's awesome. I love it. Yay, Nathaniel. You ready for another one? Awesome. All right. Someone named Melissa Bryant. It's not Melissa. me this time. Mean, that's why I said her last name. So All right. Nice. So
3: this is Melissa Bryant. Uh, Melissa Bryant, you are having Moon in Aries in the 12th house come up. Um, The 12th house is the Pisces zone of our life, which is related to the unconscious. And so it, the 12th house is sometimes like a part of us that we don't even realize. It's the unconscious. It's related to spirituality. It's very private. Um, It's that place where we get in touch with our one-on-one rapport with God or source that we don't have to go through anybody else. So it's that that quiet meditative kind of place in the unconscious zone of our life. In Aries, Aries is saying that there is a lot of raw energy in there that's got your identity in the mix. Aries is about our self-identity, so there's a strong charge that you could, and this could translate to being very um, devoted to other people, devoted to spirituality, but wanting to take action and feeling really energized in that way. Some of this could also be some unconscious initiation where like you don't even know why you want to really do that or feel fired up in that direction, but you've got a strong, like, impulsive urge to um, to either, you know, do something for others, explore spirituality, go within, um, all of those qualities. And then you have the moon on top of that. So that brings in qualities that it could have things to do with your, either your um, your home, your family, um, the, the mothering quality, either through your mother or you as mother, um, but it's also our emotional self. So something about your inner nature, your inner emotional life, your home, that's really got a signature to your desire and your identity that you're expressing either spiritually or getting really in touch with emotionally at this time as you're kind of coming to terms with the conscious side of some of your more unconscious identity aspects.
0: Wow. wow, you're just really rocking and rolling, Nathaniel. That's awesome. All right, let's get Jeremy Ryden a roll. He wants a roll.
3: All right, this is Jeremy Ryden. All right, Jeremy Ryden, you are getting Moon in Leo in the 10th house. Um, So the 10th house is related to our career, our social standing, our reputation. It's how the world sees us. It's that Capricorn sense of what we want to master and attain in this world. How do we want to be known? Um, And so that ambitious drive um, has got flavors of Leo about it. So with Leo, again, Leo, we can have things to do as fun, entertainment, playfulness, children. Um, so all of those qualities kind of coming forward is either like how you're known or part of a goal or ambitions that you have at this time. Um, Leo is all of those things that are, it's, it's the fun. It rules fun. So whatever your talent, your unique creative expression, whether it's you know music or art or um, whatever you you enjoy creating and you find fun, it's putting that into the limelight of how you want to be known, being known for your creative endeavors. Um, And then the moon, again, moon is that inner emotional piece. So there's an emotional need that some way, you know, you would emotionally feel um, more, more secure in some way. Being able to express your creativity, your fun, your entertainment, your joy through your career, through the way that the world is able to see you. Um, and the moon in the 10th house also has a flavor of um, of working for the masses, wanting to be seen and appreciated um, by the masses or for your work, for your career, for your ambitions and the goals that you accomplish. Um, so that's what's coming forward in that insight for you, Jeremy.
0: Oh, more fun you gotta love that You gotta love that and melissa just responded awesome exactly what i'm going through yes been going through a spiritual journey right now honing in on my gifts thanks so much and uh, and she's a pisces so that's awesome, awesome.
3: i think yeah I I think melissa. You be
0: so spot on all right lisa johnson give her a roll all
3: right lisa johnson yeah. Lisa Johnson, today you are getting a role of the sun in Virgo in the third house. Um, the third house is the Gemini quadrant of our life. And so that has to do with our thinking, our communication. Um, if we have siblings, it can be those relationships. Um, and it also involves um, transportation, moving things around, the neighborhood, the local community. So the local community, how we communicate Um And all forms of communication and those kind of um, those interactions with people where information is getting exchanged. So the information hub of our life with Virgo there, there is a need for systemization, organization, fine tuning um, and bringing practicality or work and service in through that dimension. Um, so there could be a way that, you know, there's a lot of movement around the town or with communication going all over the place when it comes to the workplace now or when it comes mm-hmm. to self-improvement. Virgo is the self-improvement, you know, making us healthy refinery that you could be learning things about health at this time or learning new skills and information related to your work since Virgo is in that zone. Since it's the sun in that zone, this is about your identity. So as you are learning these new skills and communicating yourself in more practical ways and learning practical skills, it's really building kind of an energetic resume of who you are and what you know and what you can do with what you know. So this is shining a light on who you are and your identity um, as how you improve yourself, how you serve others, and what you're learning in the mix and communicating in the mix of that.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. These are wonderful messages to help all of you move forward. Right. It's like little inspiration. And I think they really like that. It's just a role. Like it's it's, it's this, the luck of the draw. But, you know what I mean?
3: Let me uh, let me real quick. Just uh, like when I think about different forms of divination, what's astrology versus dice versus cards versus psychics? It's all different things. Um, and so with cards and, and dice and all, there's this like in the moment, what insight is coming forward, kind of like a lightning bolt of intuition. What's what's there? What's now? Astrology is like the weather. It's, it's moving. It is where it is. It was where it was. And so it's interpreting what's unfolding in a lifetime way. And then with psychic things psych- I, I, I joke that, you know, psychics work in the water and astrology work working like the electric air. But psychics, when you have mediums and channels and psychics, they are, they are getting impressions and images and, and sounds and these ways that they're communicating and channeling what they're saying. So it's all different modalities and different ways of accessing those insights. And we're using each other as mirrors. And it's got this ring of timing and intentionality to it. So, you know, any, you, can, you can get a message from, I'm sure some of you have gotten a message from a song playing on the radio at the right time. The universe winks and works in mysterious ways and and just have fun with it.
0: (laughs) It's true. Just like when you say that the the music might be playing or the number shows up or the word shows up in front of you or the article shows up in front of you that has that specific thing that you're looking for the information. All the information really is just flowing in front of us very quickly right now to help us remember who we really are.
3: Exactly. Anybody uh, else
0: out there? Uh, You want to do one more before we go? we got two minutes
3: left. Yeah. Um, All right. Do, 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 do. Elena. Elena. Elena, I am coming through with you with Uranus in Aquarius in the ninth house. Um, The ninth house is um, opposite the third house. It's also a learning point, but it's about our higher education and synthesizing information. It's like going to college and putting together all of these different pieces of information. So it translates as study in spirituality, foreign cultures, foreign travel, all of that kind of foreign integration of higher wisdom and knowledge. Uranus is saying that you might have some unexpected trips or some unexpected or unusual new ideas and beliefs presenting themselves or some new and wild adventures that are expanding in some way um, what your framework of putting things together is. Um, with Aquarius there, it's pulling in kind of um, friendships, doing it with groups, unusual groups or like groups that are studying spirituality or foreign cultures or groups that are traveling together. Um, and then I have to go ahead and say Uranus rules Aquarius and Aquarius is the sign of Um, that rules astrology and so I don't know if you've had a a curiosity in astrology but this is a signature that could say a radical spontaneous um, study of something new like that new philosophies and ideas and expansive spiritual beliefs
0: beautiful and that pretty much wraps up our hour so I want to thank Nathaniel for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure thank you you for having me you're welcome if you guys want anything further from Nathaniel definitely check out his website And, you know, if you guys need me, you know where to find me every Wednesday at one here. And I'll definitely have Nathaniel back. This was a lot of fun with him rolling the dice for everybody. And everyone seemed to enjoy that. So definitely plan on coming back again, Nathaniel. That would be awesome. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I just want to say goodbye. And you guys have a fabulous week. And I'll see you all next week. See ya.
3: Bye. Thanks. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP Patron. Receive exclusive access to live, stream, special and other <laughs> epic packs.
2: Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today.
1: Hold up. What was that?